Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl. Y'all, happy Thursday. I hope you are having a great week. And if it hasn't been a great week, that's okay. I want you to take the pressure off of yourself that every day, every week needs to be perfect. Everything needs to go exactly according to plan or that means you're a failure. That all or nothing thinking is not serving us in any way. I cannot think of a single example of where being all or nothing is helpful. All it does is overwhelm our brains, which were not created for all or nothing thinking. It just gives us the overwhelm. It gives us the ick. uh, And it really holds us back from truly accomplishing things that we want to accomplish. And that's not what we're going to talk about today, but I just want to give you that reminder up front, just so that you can take a step back and really look at all of the accomplishments, all of the changes and strides that you have made to get to this point right here. I know that they are incredible. They're amazing. But it happens so many times where we get into a a new routine, we start building new habits, we try to make all these changes, and then it's going well for maybe a few days or even a few weeks or a few months, and then we hit a roadblock, something goes wrong, we get sick, we miss a workout, we, we get into this place where we're like, oh no, I messed up. It wasn't exactly what it was supposed to look like. That means I'm a failure. No girl, it does not. You can only fail if you quit on yourself and nothing is ever going to actually be perfect. I was just having this discussion yesterday with a client. Uh, she was feeling a lot of stress and anxiety and we've been working together for quite a while now and the feelings of overwhelm and anxiety have drastically subsided in this client. I'm so extremely proud of her. She's been working through it. We have been working together to really rewire the thought processes that tend to lead to anxiety and overwhelm. But yesterday, her anxiety really spiked. And because it had really spiked for the first time in a while, she got really worked up over that. And it was almost as if her inner mean girl was trying to convince her that because she had a spike in anxiety, that means all the work that she did up until that point no longer counted. And that's just garbage. That is the all or nothing thinking process at work. It's never going to be perfect. I am somebody who, you know, I have struggled with anxiety and depression most of my life. I remember feeling extreme anxiety in early childhood. I remember feeling depressed. I didn't know what it was, but I remember feeling depressed by the time I was in fifth or sixth grade and all the way up through college, even through my time in the army, I really struggled with anxiety and depression. I was on medications for both of them at many different points throughout my life. And now I'm at this point where I am no longer medicated for either of those things. I really work hard every single day to overcome those feelings of depression and anxiety because I do believe that there is something to be said for the lingering emotions that go along with depression and anxiety. And I used to believe, so when I first started my journey of really healing and growing and becoming the woman that I wanted to be, I was very focused on overcoming the 
feelings and the side effects and the symptoms of depression and anxiety. And what would happen was I would start to really work on this stuff, make progress, and then something would hit me. I would start to feel depressed. I would start to feel like I was going to have another panic attack. And I felt like a failure in those moments because I had convinced myself that if I wanted to overcome and heal my anxiety and depression, it needed to just go away 100%. And that's really not the case. And I want you to think about it like this. If you have had years and years or even a lifetime of thinking a certain way, acting a certain way, doing things a certain way, it becomes part of your life. And I can honestly say that my depression and anxiety, not only were they a huge part of my life, I also made them part of my identity. And that anxiety and depression became ingrained in every fiber of my being. So when I started to really focus on healing both of those things and not making them part of my life, I thought, well, that must mean that they're never going to come back. But they will always be there in some capacity. We just learn how to cope and how to respond to the triggers that will bring up whatever it is that you're trying to heal from. Depression, anxiety, substance abuse, whatever the case might be, it's always going to be there to a varying level or degree. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And now that I really understand how growth and change actually work, I take pride in knowing that that's the case because those challenges, those moments where I start to feel very panicky or those moments where some of those depressive actions start to creep in, like if I feel myself sleeping more or I don't want to get out of bed or I stop exercising, they are challenges in the sense that I get to choose how to respond. I get to choose where I go from that moment. So it used to be something that I did not want in my life at all because I thought I needed to prove to myself that it was fully eliminated, but we don't actually ever fully eliminate these things. So instead, why not embrace the journey and take the moments where these things pop up and use them as learning curves? Test yourself, show yourself what you have been learning or unlearning and put it to the test. Don't shy away from the challenge because the challenges are what make us stronger. That's what helps us cement the new habit, the new belief into every fiber of our being. And I know I've talked about this before, but I am a firm believer that the more that you can challenge yourself, the more that you can stay uncomfy, which has become my entire mantra, I tell myself every day that I want to be uncomfortable. And because I am challenging myself to stay uncomfy, I am pushing myself to do more than I ever thought was possible. So stay uncomfy. The more that you embrace these challenges, the stronger you're going to become. And that really leads me into what I wanted to focus on for today, which is this quote that I don't know who said it. It's very old. I've heard it my entire life, but it didn't actually matter to me until a few years ago. So the quote is, argue for your limitations and they shall be yours. So let me just give a quick backstory here. When I was in high school, I was surrounded by teachers and other mentors that knew I was really struggling. So at a certain point, I was hospitalized for anorexia. 
I had struggled with anxiety and depression my entire life up until that point. And I had teachers that knew that and they saw it and they also saw my potential. And I think that they really wanted to help me break free from all of the the mental health issues that I was struggling with. Uh, but at that point, I was just deep in it. I was not listening to anybody. I couldn't accept love from anybody, self-sabotaging to the max. Uh, but these teachers and some of these mentors, they would always tell me quotes or they would give me books that were filled with quotes. And one of the quotes that I kept seeing over and over was argue for your limitations and they shall be yours. And I think I understood what it meant at the time, but the problem was, even though I could understand the quotes that they were giving me, I couldn't apply them to my own life. Like I could read a quote and be like, wow, that's powerful, but it was almost impossible for me to see how it could relate to myself because I thought I was worthless. I thought I was hopeless. I truly thought that I was going to die before my 16th birthday because I really didn't want to live and I was doing everything that I could to destroy my body so that it really didn't have a chance. So the quotes, I mean, they were there, but they didn't actually mean anything to me because I couldn't take them to heart. And then maybe like four years ago, I came across that quote again and it hit me so hard. Like that moment, the, the lightning strike where I read it and I'm like, holy cow, I get to choose who I become and what makes up the core of who I am. Argue for your limitations and they shall be yours. And now that I'm aware of this quote, it's one of my favorite quotes, and I see it every day on social media. I see people arguing for their limitations and by arguing for their limitations, they are unconsciously further cementing the things in their life that they swear they don't want. And that used to be me. Most of my life, I argued for my limitations. I could tell you why I couldn't change because I was depressed. I could tell you why I would never change because of my unhealthy eating patterns. I could tell you why I was destined to be a failure because of where I came from and the environment that I grew up in. I argued for my limitations and because I argued for them for so long, they got so much stronger and they became more and more of my identity until eventually I had no idea who I was because the only things that I consciously thought about were the things that were holding me back. I want you to think about that for a second. There's another quote that says what we think we become and if we take both of these quotes together, Think of how much sense it makes, what we think we become. So if we are constantly thinking about and arguing for our limitations, that is who we are going to become. And they're going to, it's almost like we're building the walls higher and higher. So think about your limitation, whatever it is. Maybe you grew up in poverty. Maybe your entire family is overweight and nobody has ever focused on physical health. Maybe you've struggled with anxiety and depression which by the way, these are all things that are direct examples of my life. So think about, think about whatever your current limitation is as a wall. And every time that you argue for your limitations, every time you think about them, you are building that wall of the limitation higher and higher. And eventually it's gonna feel like you can't climb over it because you have built it so high 
And now you're looking up at this giant wall and you're like, see, I told you it was holding me back. Yeah, of course it is because you created that reality. And a lot of people don't want to hear this, but I don't care. If you're one of those people, stop listening right now. Delete this podcast. Go block me on all social media because you're not going to like the other stuff that I have to say. What we think we become. And if you argue for your limitations, they shall be yours. You create your reality the same exact way that I create my reality, which is the same exact way that we all create our own realities. Nobody is exempt from this. Nobody gets to take a shortcut. Nobody gets to truly say somebody else created my life. Your trauma may have been caused by another person, but your healing and your growth and your journey from here, that's up to you, sister. Nobody else gets to take credit for who you become. So stop sitting back and allowing all of these outside forces to have control over your life and your success. I really hope that as I'm saying this right now that you are getting so excited because you can understand, maybe for the first time ever, that you don't need to argue for your limitations. You don't need to constantly tell everybody what's holding you back. Because when you do that, if you're that kind of person, I hate to break it to you, but nobody wants to be around you. And I say that again as somebody who's coming from that spot. I argued for my limitations for so long and I noticed that people did not want to spend time with me. I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot of interactions because people could sense what I was about. I was always complaining about what was holding me back. Ugh. Now I think about who I was at that time and I would not want to be around me. And I was, I was talking about this with a client the other day because she was overwhelmed because she doesn't have a lot of friends as an adult. And again, this is another reality slap. When you are focused on your growth and healing, like my client is, it's a lot harder to make friends because you're so much more aware and protective of your energy. My circle is so extremely small. Like, it, it doesn't even look like a circle. It looks like a dot. I've got maybe two acquaintances that I could text and be like, hey, I haven't had sushi in a while. Do you want to meet up? But other than my husband, I don't have a large group of friends and that is on purpose. And some people look at that and they're like, wow, that sounds so boring. I don't care. It's actually the most liberating and drama-free and chaos-free and peaceful identity that I could ever want for myself. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have any friends. I want you to find friends, but I don't want you to just make friends just for the sake of saying that you have friends in your life because most people are not like you. They're not focused on their growth and their healing. And they're all about drama. And if you start to really pay attention to this, you will see how many people first are so self-absorbed. Everything is about them and everything is a crisis. Everything is a dilemma. They can't wait to tell you about who did what and who hurt them and all the crap that they have going on in their lives. You need to make a decision. Either you're going to have a huge circle of friends that continue to drag you down or you're going to have a very small protected circle, but these people empower you and they only inspire you to do better. But if you are arguing for your limitations, it's way more likely that you'll have a huge circle of friends, but they all actually suck. There's a pivot point in every person's journey where they truly recognize who they want to become. And when they hit this pivot point, it becomes a lot clearer 
what they have to do to get there. And one of the biggest things that we have to do when we hit this pivot point is really understand that if we want to become different than who we are right now, we have to stop holding on to the old identity and the old beliefs that we had and the old limitations that we had. I'm not saying that they are just going to disappear overnight because they're not. If you're looking for the quick fix, you're not going to find it here. Your limitations are not going to just disappear. However, you can focus in a very healthy and productive way to change from living in this very unhealthy and toxic spot of arguing for your limitations to focusing on healing and overcoming them. And one of the simplest ways that you can start this transformation is by changing the narrative that you have inside as well as what you speak into existence. So whatever your limitation is right now, maybe it's a lack of money, maybe it's a lack of physical conditioning, maybe it's a lack of education, maybe you're struggling with substances of some sort or you're struggling with mental health. I'm not downplaying the validity of any of these things. However, the more that you convince yourself that these things are holding you back, the more it's going to become true. So you can flip the script right now. I challenge you, focus on one limitation that you have right now. What is it that is holding you back from reaching the next goal that you have? Just pick one. Now, for the next three days, only three days, I want you to change the narrative. If you have been complaining about it, if you've been telling everybody how much it's holding you back, stop. For three days, do not allow yourself to utter any words that are arguing for your limitations. And every time you catch yourself doing it, mark it down in a notebook, mark it down in your notes app on your phone. I don't care where, but start to catch yourself arguing for your limitations. And it doesn't even have to be verbal. If you find yourself thinking about it or getting overwhelmed because this thing is holding you back and you can't believe how much it's holding you back, write it down. And for three days, I want you to look at the pattern. How often are you arguing for that limitation? When are you arguing for that limitation? Is it coming up in the morning, in the afternoon, after interacting with a certain person? This is one of those things that you can truly change just by focusing on it and making the conscious effort to do and be different than who you were before. That's the whole point of this podcast. I know you're here because you have a vision of the woman that you want to be. And you know that you can step into the healthiest, most thriving version of yourself as long as you take the steps necessary to become that woman. And the most thriving version of yourself is absolutely not arguing for her limitations. She's out there proving to herself day by day why they don't matter. She's finding the tools and the resources to be able to overcome those limitations, whether that's coaching or education or finding a better circle of friends or creating boundaries for the people in her life that are no longer serving her. That most thriving version of you needs you today, right now, to start acting like her. Start acting in accordance with who you want to be and you will become her. What we think, we become. 
So my question for you now is, who are you choosing to become? And how can you show up as her right now? Enjoy the rest of your day. Shoot me an email, hey Maggie at weprevail.biz if you have questions, and I will catch you on the flip side.